Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit for plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. Hey guys, welcome back to We Watch the Movie Wham! Video Episode 5. Episode 5? I can't believe we made it this far. God damn, I quit. <laughs> okay. All right, bye. <laughs> Shit. God damn you, Wow! I need it. I want it. I want some more of it. It's, I like it. I love it. I, I want like, some I more. Like my version. Get up to date on your Tim McGraw. Well, I'm sorry. I'll never be up that far. He's a good actor, too. Movie news of the week. Coming up with you a big fucking fat story for your assholes. Oh. That sounded gross. I didn't mean... I'm sorry. New news about Scream 5. And yes, apparently, at least so far, they're calling it Scream 5. We got that new new. Got that new new. At least, the disgusting film came out of this article, and the headline of the... I hope it's called Scream 5. Scream 5, screaming still. <laughs> still screaming. <laughs> still screaming. Uh, still stabbing. Scream 5, it says, the literal headline is Scream 5 in development. Tone out. With Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash Nevia. Which we already knew, Spyglass Entertainment had the rights to it, and they were going to take it on. But the fun news that's come out today is that the dudes behind, uh, the dudes call, they call themselves Radio Silence. They're like a team of people. Yeah. Uh, but they're the guys you who know made about them, then? Ready or Not. You see with your eyes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Radio Silence, the guys who did Ready or Not, which was a fucking amazing a movie. movie, one of our favorite movies of the past year, are going to be directing the movie. And there's a tiny bit of plot details that have come out for it. Uh, it says plot details are scarce, but sources say it will follow a woman returning to her hometown to try to find out who has been committing a series of vicious crimes. That's a loaded fucking sentence. Because what does it mean? Ted Bundy. What does it mean? I don't know. Well, uh, I guess we'll have to wait and find fucking out. Could it be Sydney? I hope not. I don't know. I, you know honestly, I, I hope not too. It, yeah, it did say, will this follow the same, will Scream 1 through 4 count and they'll continue that storyline or will they go off into their own direction? Which I hope it's the latter. Because I'd rather the Scream series move forward and pass Sydney. Because I don't want to get caught in the same loophole that it's been in for the last four movies. Kind of like what happened with Laurie Strode, the Laurie Strode effect. Yeah. I want them to be able to go into a different... And again, I think it would be fucking awesome. I swear to God, if they steal this shit, I'm going to write them a very angry email. And nothing will come of it. But if they do it where, where it's inside the Michael Myers universe, where they're just recreating the Michael Myers storyline. They can't do that, though, because Blumhouse has nothing to do with it. Well, it's like a dick. And they <laughs> have the rights to her now. That was a great idea. I like that idea that you had before about well, like, it, some um, people being obsessed with Michael Myers kills and then you know you know what could be a really good interesting idea is like you know how a lot of people are like interested in serial killers and shit like that like the you know the murders like people like read the books and they watch the TV shows and they're all fascinated by it, it could be just somebody trying to recreate the actual murders of these former serial killers yeah of Woodsboro but if you do that then you keep the other films in the no timeline. no 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 not, not not Woodsboro just recreating like Bundy Dahmer like recreating uh, but all of a sudden they pop out with a ghost face mask yeah they have one. Well, I guess technically Billy and Stu, they kind of did all this partly in, in part because of their because obsession of horror with horror movies. movies. Yeah. But that, if you go away from actual media, though, literally true, true crime, though, is kind of become media That's in what some I mean. way. So, yeah, yeah, I guess that could work. Yes. With that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
what you've done here. Mm -hmm. I like this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I mean, okay, that's the question. Question number one is, do you want returning characters from the past Scream movies to be in this? You, you've, it, to say no, you've got to say, I don't want Nev Campbell, I don't want Courtney Cox, I don't want fucking... Um, Dewey, Dewey, yeah. uh, who's fucking amazing. Which I know, David Arquette. The thing about it is, I, I have this strong feeling that at least at some point they're going to definitely have. I think they'll pay homage to it in some way. Like this happened before, yeah. You know, but I hope it's in a different state. It's in a different town, and I just don't want the killer or killers to be just trying to recreate what happened in Scream. You know, like by just basing everything around that, I want it to be completely different. But Dewey will probably make an appearance, maybe a Skype fucking call or something. Yeah, well, that, and that's the whole thing too. Like, it, 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 if you're gonna do it, if, if those those killings happen, he'd be like, it, "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> that would be it. That'd be, that'd be Put the only phone down, Deputy Doofus. Um, but I don't know, man, because it's kind of weird. Like, if you do that, then you're gonna have Avenger syndrome. Whereas uh, you're like, "Oh, all this was going on. Where were the Avengers?" Even though it's not nearly the same thing. But people Body are gonna Thanos. wonder if this is happening. If someone's wearing a ghost face mask and th those killings have anything to do with Woodsboro whatsoever, then everyone in the audience is gonna be wondering, "Where's Nev Campbell?" Like, they're not gonna talk about him. You could easily put that into the story. Uh, I think you could mention them, like uh, what's going on in their lives in the background, but not have them in the actual movie. Right. And then, like you said, you could have Dewey pop up in like a Skype call. I I think yeah, I think they'll they'll put David Arquette in there just for you know shits and giggles for one second or or maybe even. Um, I, actually, but if you do that, don't you have to go all the way? No, with it? I, mean, I, I think that they can mention in passing that it happened, and then you know maybe like oh well we have this interview set up with this one guy that was there, and then all of a sudden he's on the Skype call and they move away and it's like him and he's yeah. like hello. Hello, and then it, that'd be it. Yeah, and then they don't focus on that at all. It's just it's just paying homage and a quick little nod to the the series, and then moving on. But doesn't from that. that fuck with their characters though? Because if you look at like how deeply invested the the, the characters from the original screen movies were in these killings and how it affected all their lives, to have any of them, whether it's Nev Campbell or Dewey or anybody, to like imagine if like a, a news crew's like, what do you think about the killings? And like, I'm done with that. Like, I'm done with that. Leave me alone. Mm -hmm. And that was the only cameo. It would almost shit on their characters in a way because they were always so intertwined in everything that was going on with that. Right. Like they they were always kind of called back to it, whether it was the Killers calling back to him, or the scenarios with the city. I don't know. I don't. But do you want a reboot? No. Well, mm, that's a that's that's more of a loaded question for your pantalones. Is would you rather them not be doing a Scream Five at all, and rather than being just like a Scream actual reboot of the series without Wes Craven, which is actually kind of scary to think but about. But that's already happening anyway. I, well, I know, but I think that this at this point, if they're calling it Scream Five, I think that indicates that they're probably going to follow the first four. That, again, though, I don't know if they're calling it that, but that's. That's what they're saying it is. Scream 5 is in development, but that could turn out like actually it's a reboot. Uh, Kevin Williamson, it's by the way. Scream 5, The Last Ghosting. <laughs> <laughs> Scream, uh, or uh, let's fucking, uh, what's his name? Kevin Williamson. Mm. He wrote Scream 1, 2, and 4. And he was a huge driving force behind the screen. I wonder they're gonna bring back Creed. He's they should they <laughs> just like, put screen on they just put Creed on that fucking soundtrack, man. Let's Scott Stapp. I would love it. I would love Creed. that shit. Or just at least bring back what if. But no, Kevin Williamson being he's gonna executive produce it. No word on whether or not he's gonna write it. I don't think he's going to because I think that the radio silence. The way I take it is that they're gonna do the whole thing, produce it, direct it, and probably write it too. Don't know that for sure. I'm just assuming. But I don't know, man. It's exciting as fuck because you've got talented people, and not only that, but I really hope. And maybe I'm just thinking this because Samara Weaving was in Ready or Not, but she would be so perfect in the Scream franchise, man. She's such an amazing actress, and she's cool, and she's funny, and she fits into that perfect, like, poking fun at the media, uh, that that whole uh, meta thing. Yeah. She would be so good, her humor, and the way she is for that movie. I think we'll find out, well, hopefully we'll find out soon, uh, more plots or, or development will be uh, shed on, on what they're going to actually do. But I think that if Kevin Williamson is producing it, then I... 
I, I just, I really think they're going to follow the first four. Like, I really do. I mean, it's, it's, he, you literally have the guy that worked on one, two, and, th and four. Yeah. So it's not going to be like, he might be like, well, I feel like it's a disrespect to not continue the story that we, we put forth already. I just hope it's not Sydney. I hope it's not a fucking re relate, uh, like a relative of Sydney. I don't want anything to do with Sydney Prescott, but at the same time, if he's producing it, all bets are off as far as like whether or not they're going to actually go ahead and make it a different storyline completely. I agree with you because at some point, if you keep bringing Sydney back, she has to. Everybody always assumes that she's going to be the killer. Like mm -hmm. eventually, Sydney's going to be the killer. Like she's going to go off a rocker and be the killer. And they use her as a red herring from time to time. And I just don't know. Like I, don't, I almost don't want to go back to that. I want a new story again. But again, dude, that little that little bit that they gave us a woman returning to her hometown to try to find out who's been committing a series of vicious crimes that screams mm -hmm. Nev Campbell coming back to town because these killings have been happening and being recreated and it makes sense as a story and I'm not saying I wouldn't want to see Nev Campbell in the movie uh, it's just I'm done with Nev Campbell I think it just played out. It's played out, dog. Yeah, I think it Get is. Get yourself man. a fucking flute. Get but a new goddamn hobby. At the same time, it would be fun to see them on screen. I wouldn't hate it, but at the same time, we how are, scary or new or fresh is the movie going to feel I, if I feel you like, bring back the same people? I feel like Scream 4 was. That was a good send off for the Sydney Prescott story. Like, yeah. leave it, you know, leave it there and then move on. Like, you don't need to fucking keep going back and, and you know, putting your wiener in the well. It's not, yeah. it's not a good idea because tomorrow could be down there. Not tomorrow weaving the fucking bitch from the ring in the well. <laughs> but I'm saying like, move on. Like, they've got plenty of potential to have a great like storyline come from like just the fact that I think the idea of having uh, the media, like the media focusing on all these serial killers and you know like you said like the 48 hour shit the first 48 and like all these documentaries the Zac Efron investigative journalists mm -hmm. diplomatic immunity but doing all that kind of shit I, I think that you have a potential to make a really strong uh, outing with the new Scream movie I, but then again maybe uh, I don't know what do you guys think? Scream 5, is it a good idea and you like it? Or you, or you think that they should stop and not do Scream 5 and then just let a Scream reboot movie happen and that should be where we go? Let me ask you this question real quick see what you think about this. Mm -hmm. Take it or leave it, one way or the other. Okay, a Friday it. the 13th 2009 type opening. Maybe not just the opening because those characters deserve a little bit more, but what if you're in the first half of the film? What if they don't tell us? They just say, hey, these characters are coming back and it's going to be Scream 5. And you got Nev Campbell and you got David Arquette and you got Courtney Cox, mm -hmm. right? And these people come back and they're there and they're a part of it but within the first half of the movie every single one of them gets killed off like they die you get to see Nev Campbell finally die but would that shit on all her plight and all the shit she went through in the first four movies if yes. you just kill her halfway through the I, movie I feel like well that's why I'm saying I feel like the story's been told with Sydney after Scream 4 it's done it's over like you've already wrapped it up and, and, the, and yeah you left a cliffhanger at Scream 4 which again this is all like hypothetical I'm pretty sure they're gonna move on with Scream 5 also in the series line, uh, a series line of one through four, because they left the cliffhanger. I think that's what's going to happen, unfortunately. But if they didn't do that, if you kill them off, I, I think then at that point, yeah, you are taking a, a giant fart in people's faces that like that character. What if the movie opens up and they drew Barry Morris all over again? They don't tell us what's going on. They just say Nev Campbell's coming back, and Nev Campbell's in the opening shot of the movie, and she mm -hmm. gets a phone call, and then the, right before the title shot, Nev Campbell gets it. She, like, she dies in a horrendous way. When you think she's going to be the heroine, they kill her off and surprise everybody, and then you get the title drop of Scream 5, much like what they did with the original movie. Again, it would be fucking fascinating, it would be shocking, and I think it would throw people into that Game of Thrones level of, fuck, anything goes, take off your shirts! But it almost shits on everything she went through in the first four movies, because why did she go through all that shit just to die? You'd have to write that really yeah, well. Yeah, I, I just... 
Hard to tell. I don't know. Comment down below with your all thoughts. I want to hear what you guys think about it for sure, man, because it's really interesting. And I, I think once they start casting, we'll get a better idea of it. But again, it's a slasher movie. You don't know who's going to be killed off, who's going to last, who's going to be there at the end of the movie. I can solidly say that I think the worst option would be to bring Nev, Nev Campbell back and actually have her be the killer. I know some people want that. I don't at all. That's the dumbest idea of all time. Nev Campbell being the killer. You might as well make fucking uh, Jamie Lee Curtis Michael Myers. Uh, what the, what's, uh, that's fucking, that's dumb. Like, yeah. get off that shit and go back to Party of Five, Nev. I don't want to do that. You've done enough. Yeah. yeah, just move on. Like, yeah. uh, that's my my opinion. Move on, get a new series started, and let's reboot this shit. Don't fucking have the Sydney Prescott story get, keep going. Ultimately, though, no matter what fucking happens, this is great, amazing You beat that news. vagina to death. I want it. No, not that. You know what I'm mm. saying. Anyway, it is Friday the 13th. I know you guys won't be seeing this on Friday the 13th, but by the way, we just uploaded... Upload. We uploaded. Uploaded. We uploaded all of our Friday the 13th reviews onto the podcast. So if you want to check that out, please just go wherever you listen to podcasts. Search We Watch the Movie Podcast Network. There's that. There's commentaries that aren't on the YouTube. Bunch of shit you can't get here on the podcast. It's going hard into the night. But um, are you fisting them? Shut up! Don't tell them you about have to my business. Ask them for that. But the writers of uh, Freddy vs. Jason and the dudes who were behind the Friday the 13th reboot, the 2009 reboot, uh, who have said before that their sequel that they wanted to do would have had Jason in the snow, which we've always fucking wanted, which would be bad badass, which Never Hike Alone's currently working on doing right now. Never Hike in the Snow. Woo-wee! It's gonna be good. It's a mouth. It's gonna be good. But they came out on Twitter and they are like, hey, uh, it's Friday the 13th, so we want to answer your questions about our movies and what we've done. And some fascinating fucking shit came out of it. Uh, our, our buddy, uh, I don't know how to say it on Twitter, but it's at Simone1. I'm sure you don't say it like Simone. It's Shimon. Simone. It's Shimone. <laughs> yeah, Shimone1. He asked, did you ever want to use Tommy, Tommy Jarvis, in your Freddy vs. Jason script? And they responded with, yes, we did, in our unmade sequel. That would make sense. Well, so mm -hmm. their sequel to the 2009 Jason reboot was actually going to include Tom Tommy. <laughs> Tommy Jarvis. <laughs> That's how you attack that dick. <laughs> Their sequel is actually... That's like your fucking... Your first... That's like your first day in jail and they've been like goddamn like carouseling you around and beating the shit out of your phone. I really mean this. I'll take it. Uh, but no, uh, they said that Tommy Jarvis was going to take oh. place in that sequel. So you have Jason in the Snow plus Tommy Dar Jarvis, which is amazing if you, you think about it. You look like a fucking... <laughs> You look like a shit. You look like one of those shit, like fucking raptors that didn't make it in genetic testing. You're like, ow! ow. <laughs> what the fuck? It was a skateboard. We're grinding here. Hey, it is Friday the 13th, guys, so all sorts of bad luck are happening. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything it's a live show, bitch. Not, but really. Uh, but no, it's crazy to think that the guys behind Never Hike Alone not only brought back Tommy Jarvis, but are now going to do it in the snow. Uh, just shows how smart those guys are and what cool ideas they had. But these dudes, Shannon and Swift, had the idea to do that in, in a feature film, and that would have been so fucking badass. How much do we Shannon miss out on? Shannon and Swift sound like a Hall and Oates group. <laughs> uh, something else interesting that came out. You remember in the Friday the 13th reboot, uh, Jason used tunnels yeah. to move around, which I liked and didn't like because it was like, Imagine Jason like building that intricate of a tunnel system. Well, I mean, he was a, he was an outdoorsman. Like, I mean, he knew how to fucking do that kind of shit. He had I, a lot of time on his hands. Yeah, I guess, and he was but, bored as fuck. Like, you yeah. can only play, you can only do the crossword puzzles until you run out of it. And then he's like, "Well, I guess I'm, I'll build some tunnels." But the fact is, like, I always I thought that was the coolest idea. 
with, yeah. the, with the reboot that they did with Friday the 13th with Derek Mears was the fact that he was an outdoorsman like that and he wasn't like supernatural necessarily he was just like a survivor yeah I thought that was cool that's something they actually mentioned here uh, but Brian Gallagher on Twitter says uh, what was the idea of the tunnels under Camp Crystal Lake something you had thought of while watching the original films or how did that come about and they said yes I believe so we wanted to make Jason more human again more of a hunter a feral animal and the notion of tunnels as a way of explaining how it seems like Jason sometimes pops up supernaturally seemed fun yeah. you have to bring some new ideas even if fans were I like that, and, I do too. and it also never it, it never uh, took away from the idea that maybe Jason would become supernatural later on, because you know he just keeps returning from the grave, and then at that point he is supernatural. So having a little bit of human side to him was all right. They Batman begins the bitch. Uh, they also said uh, this is fucking fascinating too when it involves what what sequel we would have gotten had they not for no re that movie made money, man. That movie just like Nightmare on Elm Street remake that was shit. Some people don't mm -hmm. like the 2009 reboot. We were both huge fans of it. And mm -hmm. Derek Mears was a badass in that movie. Really, really. Such a nice guy, too. Really, really, really honored to be there. Fucking missed out on that sequel. It could have been so good. Uh, but Eric Goldman. Chips are so juicy, bro. Chips are so juicy, bro. Uh, Eric Goldman asks I love the opening at Camp Crystal Lake in 1980 with Pamela, but did you ever consider having uh, her in the film a bit more? And they said, We talked about it. Ultimately, that idea was left behind because we wanted it for the sequel. Yes, here for the first time ever, we can confirm that we had extended flashbacks <clears throat> in the unmade Winter sequel with Pamela and Elias, Jason's father. Uh, oh, and Pamela was the fucking terrifying. So I'm not really, I'm not really on that. Like, I don't know. I'm not on that train. I'm glad that that didn't happen because, look, it, it, like their idea, they might have done a great job with it, but the idea, like, it was already done. Like, I don't want to see too much of his backstory. I didn't even want to see Elias. I mean, I know Elias exists. I know that he had a dad and shit. I'd rather just keep it up in the air about who he was and what he was all about. Keeping more of a mystery around this kind of killer, like Michael Myers, if you show too much of where they came from, then at that point, you kind of start playing with the line, do you feel sorry for the killer, versus like, are they fucking terrifying and awesome at the same time? Yeah, which Jason's always had that, because... Well, you know, it's like Michael Myers, like, I carry around goddamn dead dogs in my backpack. <laughs> I, I agree. My mom's a stripper, and her big old titties flopping around on the stage. <laughs> Love her. So why don't I kill you? Like, you, I agree with Michael, dude, but with Jason, he's always kind of had a backstory there. He's always had he's a had sad a backstory. backstory. But he, okay, his backstory was he was a deformed kid that drowned in the fucking lake. Yeah, because the fucking counselors were Yeah, this. and then he died, and then his mom went insane, and that was it, and then he came back to life, and he's all fungus, and he was like, I kill you. That is the, that's the story. You don't need to know anything else. It's scary to know that like he literally exists. Yeah, you don't I, know how. I halfway agree. I, I agree with you that I'm not that interested in his backstory anymore. But I do think that you don't have the same argument with Michael because Michael, you don't want to know why it happened to him. With Jason, you already know why it happened to us. So you're just adding color. But I do agree with you that what, I'm not, I'm not that if, interested in the Batman Begins. Yeah, and what if they made Elias like a fucking asshole, like the guy from Michael, like uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween? Well, they and said Pamela's I mean, more scary than he. It was. is, but well, they both were probably crazy as fuck, and he was like, "Let me tell you something, you piece of fucking." Cunt. <laughs> you really kill all them worth. The animals, boy. You big old twat sandwich. Go over there and get my chicken. Yeah, fucking dinner. You know what I'm saying? Rob like, Zombie wasn't going to direct it, would be okay. No, but either way, like if they made him an asshole and they're like, oh, yeah. she became more violent because of that, I don't know. Like, I just rather not know about that. One of the scripts that, uh, one of the unmade scripts that, that, that came out, I can't remember off the top of my head which one it was, but they did have a lot of Elias and Pamela in that, man. And they showed a lot of yeah. how that story happened. It was one of the unmade scripts. I can't, someone could tell me down below which one it was. I think it was the DaCosta script, maybe. Yeah. And there was one we reviewed that never made the air, so that yeah. could have been that one too uh but that's interesting so so their their sequel we know several things about it, it would have had tommy jarvis it would have had the snow and it would have expanded upon pamela and elias 
But one thing I will say about the 2009 reboot that I really enjoyed about it was the fact that they had that quick cut. They explained Jason's origins like that, and it didn't take away from the pacing of the movie. Yeah. They just had that quick flashback, and it was really cool because uh, you, you don't want Spider-Man syndrome when you have to go back and keep telling these characters origin stories every single time you get a new iteration because people keep fucking up the right situation. Well, maybe I do. You just said you didn't, motherfucker. I, I just want to be difficult. Um, this is fucking fascinating, though. This is, to me, the most fascinating of all this. This dude, uh, New Blood, uh, uh, on Twitter said, If the pinhead ending happened for Freddy vs. Jason, what would have been the plot? What would the plot for the second movie even be? Which, if you guys remember, uh, one of the original endings for Freddy vs. Jason was to have that ending. You remember when, uh, at the end of Jason Goes to Hell, Freddy reaches up and right, grabs this thing, right? Yeah. They were going to do something like that and have pinhead. I think that would have been a perfect like opportunity for, for them to do it, but they missed the train on it. It like, would have been nuts. Because at, at this point, yeah, you know, they went on to say, you're not going to tell you as we want to still get it made. We, we still want to get it made. But the is, thing is... How? Like, you know, at this point, Doug Bradley's gone. Like, Doug Bradley is no more. Like, I figure that it would have been the perfect time to do it back when Doug Bradley would have probably been open to the idea of doing a pinhead one more time for something as iconic and epic as having Jason and Freddy and him kind of interact with one another. But now that, that time has passed. And, and if you want to get the sequel, or you that idea is in the back of your mind. That's cool and all, but I really don't see how that's going to work now. Because they don't even really... The guy that plays the new Pinhead, he's a cool guy. Like, I think he's alright. Like, the guy that did it in the, the most recent Hellraiser, uh -huh. he's actually a decent replacement for Doug Bradley. I don't mind that guy. But I feel like he needs to build up a bit more and do some Hellraiser standalones. We don't even know if he's going to be the yeah, Pinhead and, going well, and, Yeah, exactly. And, and Hellraiser is already supposed to be on the books to be remade as we... As TV we, series. Or so, well, yeah. But it's then, been a while. But there was also... There was also uh, a few months ago, and maybe a year ago, Clive Barker was talking about rebooting the entire movie, and he would come back, and and Pinhead would be changed, and they would get a different actor, and well, all they this... They wanted Doug Bradley at first, but it's just been so long. Yeah, so, you know... It's like I thought it was cool. Like I thought it would be a really, it would make sense. It would make total sense. And at that point, you're already, you know, throwing out everything but the goddamn kitchen sink when you're having Freddie and, and Jason yeah. fighting and and the Royal Rumbles going down. So throwing Pinhead in there wouldn't make shit difference. It would just been a really interesting wrinkle in yeah. that movie. And and, it, and they also missed the opportunity with Michael versus Pinhead, which that would have been a cool idea too. But I'm glad they didn't do that because. When you take those two properties with Freddy vs. Jason and you made what you made, <clears throat> the movie is shit, but it's fun to watch those two characters battle each other on screen. Yeah. It's like watching, like I don't know what WWF used to be. <laughs> they used to have good actual matches. It almost cheapens those legs. It's like, okay, well, we've done everything we can do. We yeah. don't have any more ideas, so I, let's just do this. I think you have to do those versus movies at the end of an era. Yeah, Not the beginning done. of an era, which this is kind of the beginning of an era in, in Slasher Reboot. But, but, in <laughs> uh, slash reboots, reboots because like Michael just came back. Okay, we're talking about uh, the rights to the Nightmare Elm Street. Something's gonna happen with that. Once the rights with uh, Jason gets figured out, we're gonna do something with that. And they're doing new stuff with Hellraiser, including a TV series that we haven't heard Dick Butt about in a while. But it's always bad when you don't hear Dick Butt. Yeah, I always think that you should do that at the end of the rain. Like when these, like if Hellraiser say into the rain, into the Is rain, that, into the rain. Did the fucking Brandon Lee write that? Into the woods. Cats rain all the time. Cats, Cats rain, rain all the time. Cats rain all the time. But no, I mean, if Hellraiser came back and it was 10 years from now and Hellraiser's, Hellraiser's had a couple good movies uh, that they didn't just rush out for the rights and like came back in a strong way, if you were going to, after a few movies, when that started to tail off, that's when you put Hellraiser against Jason or Freddy. But 
All they're saying is, we're not going to tell you our plot idea because we still want to get it made, which means that they still have hope that movie can happen, and maybe they're talking about in 10, 15 years. Who, I mean, why not? You know, they're just holding on to it, and the rights have to be in the right place. No one knows where Freddy's rights are going to end up. No one knows where uh, Friday the 13th's rights are going to end up, and Hellraiser's even kind of confusing since the dimension well, thing Well, unfortunately, happens. you don't have a, a goddamn Mickey Mouse with, uh, you know, money bags hanging off his ass cheek to come yeah. in and save all these horror icons and put them under one umbrella. Dude, thank God, because if, if not on, these not properties were under Fox and Disney got them, they'd be buried. No, no, no. Yeah, if it was Fox, but if it was like, you know, a big giant fucking movie studio, like, oh, well, not, they're not, but if Blumhouse was able to have, like, a massive amount of fucking, yeah. like, uh, you know, uh, Scrooge McDuck gold in a, yeah. in a vault somewhere. Be like, we can just buy that. We'll buy that. I'd be okay with them having it all under one one umbrella because what I think what, what they would do is they would do exactly what Universal wants to do and build up their own Universal monster uh, universe where all these characters exist inside the same yeah. universe. And then you could start branching off and doing the kind of, you know, crazy stuff. But... Pinhead being in the movie, it would have been great back in the day. I don't know. Like, you might as well just spilled the beans, man. Like, I mean, I, it's probably not going to get made. I'm just telling you, I don't think that movie's going to get made because Pinhead. It did butter bit of hope. Well, I, I would say yes, except the fact that I think that while us horror fans love Pinhead, and Pinhead is, in my opinion, and your opinion, and, and a lot of you get uh, awesome peoples, uh, he is a part of the uh, of the pantheon of icons. Yeah. A lot of general public wouldn't even fucking know him. You know what I mean? They would be like, Today, oh, maybe. Yeah, you know, if you released him into the into the today's, you know, vanilla crowds, yeah, they'd be like, doing they, they know Freddy they, for so long. Yeah, they know Freddy Krueger, they know Jason Voorhees, they know Michael Myers, they know Chucky, but once you release someone like Pinhead in, it's like, oh, it's a scary guy with a so I guess it's like a, a, a it's like a, a, a magic eight ball. I mean, I think they'd still know enough about him. Like, his face is recognizable, just not his story. I mean, think about what they do with fucking Marvel superheroes. Like, they'll just go like, Buttman! <laughs> Like, oh, that's Buttman! I knew he was. Well, no, but, yeah, but the difference is, Marvel had a built-in audience with Iron Man. Yeah. Were, anyway, the point being, I feel like that train has passed. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but it's a cool idea that they were thinking about that and tossing yeah. it around. It would. I, I like the thought that it could in 10, 15 I, years. I thought it was really fucking awesome. Really, honestly, if you get a chance to even check out the script, I think there's a script of it. Is it? Well, it's a very, very basic, rough idea of a script. I think we did a review on it of Michael Myers versus a Pinhead. The idea was solid. Like I, I have thought, it directed by John Carpenter. And yeah, written by and he was Parker. ready. He was ready to do it. Like they were moving yeah. forward with it. Dude, that that would have been fucking epic. Fuck, that's a script I'd love to get my hands on, man. I would love to. I would love to get my hands on that script. I would love to snort coke with it. Oh, it's an angry fist. I'm not joking at all. I'm just it's an angry fist. No, it's not a jerk. I'm angry. This, this is. He's jerking off. Yes, but awesome dudes, man, to come out here and give these fans. Why is it so small? <laughs> Why can't I make it happen? Um. But isn't something supposed to happen? <laughs> um, uh, but Shannon Swift, Ash Shannon Swift on Twitter, awesome follow. And it's amazing them knowing that Friday the 13th fans on Friday the 13th, not only with all the shit going on in the world and everybody being cooped up right now, but with what's going on with the rights battle between yeah. Friday the 13th, come out and give us some new, a little That's bit of hope bullshit, in that one yeah. and, and some awesome uh, introspect on what was going to happen. And also, so. it's a great name. Cool. I know they're Fucking Shannon and Swift, but they, what, they combine their name, they could be Shannon Swift. 106.9, the panda! And could be like. Maybe the best running back of all time in the NFL. He's <laughs> like, who's your favorite running back? The best Shannon running back Swift. tandem. Shannon Swift. His last name says it all. You gotta handcuff him in your fantasy. It's like, hey, here comes Swift. Shannon Swift. <laughs> Shannon's the power back. He's the Swift's great guy. The Look cutter. at Shannon Swift go over those line of men. <laughs> ski up. Come on, ski up. All right, so now we have the quick hitters. Let's talk about the Mortal Kombat 11 thing really quick. Okay. Let's go ahead and do that. So Spawn dropped. That's going to be, I think it's going to be for the combat pack. Like, you know, the ones that purchased the combat pack. It's going to be on March 16th. I'd love to hit you up very fucking for Everybody else is going to be at the 25th of March. 
So Spawn is dropping in. Uh, they've got Keith David back voicing Spawn, who's That's fucking amazing. Fucking dope. Guys, if you ever get a chance to check out the HBO animated series Spawn, it's like the best ever. It's fucking Todd McFarlane come to life on screen. Yeah, man. Keith David, dude, his voice on Spawn, it, just, it brings back, as soon as you watch that trailer, it brings back all the I always remember that one scene. It was like, you made a deal, you stupid son of a bitch, and it's time to pay. I love, I loved it, dude. It was so good. And Keith David is also uh, famously known for voicing Arbiter in the Halo series. He looks like classic Spawn from the comic books. Yeah, you gotta dude, watch it. It, it makes it you fuck, so good. It makes you so fucking voice. sad though, because you're like, God damn, how could have like good of a movie would that have been? You know, back yeah. in the day, if they, I mean, and hopefully that happens. But Jesus, Which, this, I think it would be. You know crazy, what Tom McFarlane said about him once before? He's like, you know what, you know what Spawn is to Tom McFarlane? He's like, it's basically, uh, he's like, it's basically Batman when someone gave him his balls back. He's like, here, here's your fucking That's nipples, it. bitch. Take them off, I mean, and here's the ball. Batman doesn't have balls. No, he's like, no, but he's like, he's this is Batman. But I know, but you know, Tom McFarlane was trying to sell a comic, but he was like, pretty much, <laughs> but he was saying like, this is Batman with balls. Like he, he will kill you. Like he, he, you know, he embraces the dark. He lives in the shadows, and he kills the motherfuckers. Kind of like the Punisher, but just a lot more of a mysterious, mysterious kind of guy. Side. Yeah. But I mean, I, honestly, I think if they did a movie, it would be kind of crazy to me. I don't think this is out of the realm of possibility that you could have an actor like a Jamie Foxx play the, the human version of him. And then when he becomes Spawn, you want his voice to change a little bit because he's full on Spawn, right? But what if Keith David did the voice acting for Spawn and they had another actor be, you know, well, it depends beforehand. Or well, whatever. I think that honestly, Michael Jai White was a pretty good Spawn. Like, I just I thought like, the script was garbage. Yeah. And like, that's what happened to him. And, you know, he's like, you've been violent, it's going to bad. What the pretty little <laughs> And even press. Leguizamo did a good job I wonder that, if she's got it. My sass. I got my but, thighs. But yeah, John Leguizamo was a great one, too. Uh, anyway, but check yeah. it out. It's going to be coming out for everybody uh, March 25th. Spawn's coming into Mortal Kombat. Really cool. I gotta get MK11. Like I can't play for shit. I can't. I can't figure out the goddamn controllers. I, I feel like. I feel like a, a, a fucking nerd on the first day of class, and everybody's got a pencil and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, I only got a mechanic one, and they broke. Dude, I haven't <laughs> been able to play. My mechanical pencil broke. <laughs> I haven't been able to play Mortal Kombat since like the third one because I just ended up button, button mashing. Because when they came up with all those like those hard to do combos and shit like that, I'm like, I'm out, man. It's too fucking hard for me. I do. I, I, well, I also, I also rage a lot at those those kind of games, like especially if you're fighting and you're trying to go up the tower and and get the end storyline, and then they, they they whoop your ass. It's like they're obviously fucking cheating. Like, why is it? Why are they making a game is hard. It's stupid. Like, I mean, do they not want people to beat the game? <laughs> I mean, are you fucking kidding? And then I'm like... Gotta get that. You gotta have that game genie. Bad money. baby, bad baby. I never had that game genie money to put in there. Yeah. That was my problem. But, um, other news. Dracula's coming back. Yeah, Dragon's come back yet again, which, you know, if they're going to do, uh, they just had Invisible Man, which is really successful, so everybody expected them to do them, but you almost want them to do, like, more of the underdone characters, like, uh, give a new spin on some shit. We just had Dracula on Netflix. There's been a thousand iterations of Dracula. I was hoping out. that they were, they were going to hopefully bring back, um... Creature of the Black Lagoon or Wolfman. Yeah. I would I would really I, like I love the universal classic uh, Wolfman and I would love to see a new take on that and kind of have them update that and see how that goes or the Creature yeah. from the Black, Black Lagoon which a lot of people don't even if you, if you talk, who? Yeah. You know about that bitch that I fucked last night? You no, I'm talking about the character. <laughs> but uh, no, what is exciting about it though is that uh, the director of Jennifer's Body, which we both dug the shit out. That's a great movie, really man. Uh, Karen uh, Kusama. I Megan think Fox is right. going to be Dracula. <laughs> she could suck me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, Karen Kusama, I don't know if that's how you say her name or not, but she's attached to direct it uh, for Blumhouse. Now, they have not officially made it a Universal film yet. Uh, 
because the rights are public domain or something, some shit like that. But they expect it to end up under Universal by the end of it all. But that's the news with that. I'm actually shocked as shit, dude, because Lee Whannell, who just did Invisible Man and Mm. rocked the shit out of it, uh, he just talked to Bloody Disgusting a couple weeks ago and laid out his whole plan for Dracula. Like, if he was going to do a Dracula movie, I've thought about it, and this is what it would be. And it sounded pretty good. It sounded pretty new and I like how you said it the first time. It's like, this is what it be, dog. This is what it be. This is how it be. But... Big rabbit. Maybe they have something else in mind for him. Because I like, they gave it to her, but she's dude. I can't wait to see what she does. I'm really it. excited for the Universal Monsters shared universe. Like I think that I'm I'm kind of like as pumped about that as I I was when I, they were announcing the Avengers. Like you know they started off with Iron Man and they were all gonna have like this maybe meetup later on with the Avengers stuff. I, like, I don't know if, it, if it's ever going to happen where they have a crossover and the goddamn monster squads have to kick him in the nards. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it would be really cool to have them kind of have, after they build the movies up slowly yeah. and then have them interact with one another, that would be fucking dope. And I, and you know what, Dracula, like he's so like pivotal, like he's the center part of that Universal yeah. monster movie. I, I think that's why they want to go next Well, you know what? Maybe that's what they're thinking. Yeah. yeah maybe, so, maybe you got to get yeah, that one going. He's the Tony Stark. You got to get the big one first. <laughs> Give uh-huh. it up, Chukonga. <laughs> but, uh, and kind of sad, but kind of not sad news, uh, E3 got canceled. Why? As well as, for what? Uh, um, it got canceled for syphilis. Not yes, that's right. Vegans. A lot of people were syphilis and having sex in the bathroom. In the vegan house. I, got, I, got, I once got busy in the Burger King bathroom. I'm crazy. <laughs> but E3 got canceled. But apparently, uh, WB Games was going to announce their new Batman Arkham game at oh, E3. Oh man, that was fucking dope. So the good news is... Did you play the last one? I didn't. Arkham Knight? I've touched on all of them. I've touched each one just a little bit, but I've never Sexy. completed one of the games. Sexy. I just have you, never be, you never beat any of them? No, I have gaming ADD, dude. I can't follow no, the story. That's I, why I play Madden and shit. It's just I, short and quick and to the point. To the point, no faking. That's what it is. Uh, Arkham uh, Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Origins. I did. I beat those right away. Like I, I played the fuck out of those. Those were great. I even went back with the you know achievement hunting. I wanted to get all this extra shit. I, I played the last one. Um, Arkham Knight, and I beat it, but I didn't go back and get all the extra stuff. But I got all the suits. Like, dude, you can get Tim Burton's Batman costume. Yeah, I just, and you can get the car. It's fucking the cool. attention span. But uh, the thing about the it's it's a great it's great news, and I'm glad. You know, dude, they're fucking killers. Like WB is like hands down the goddamn Picasso of of the video game world right now, as far as Batman telling uh, of in the video game uh, medium. But I was hoping that they were going to do something with Superman. There was rumors going around that Rocksteady. No, I swear to God, dude, that Rocksteady was going to work on a Superman game in the same kind of vein as they did with Arkham. Dude, if you could pull off a Superman game, that's, that's what I'm be saying. the greatest fucking shit of all That's time. what I'm saying. And that's what I fucking... I, I wanted the Krypton fucking needles to come out of my, my dick hole, but it didn't happen. Like a horny dog? Yes. And that red rocket? Yeah, it was just like... I was like... Red I, rocket! I was walking around going, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> no, but, no, but you know what? Honestly, uh, yeah, I thought that was going to be the, the case. Like, I, Well, they, they were also... They did say that they were going to unveil a super secret game that no one knew about. And a lot of people will speculated that it was a Superman game. Because be there has never been, ever, and it's fucking crazy, dude. Like, it's, it's insane. There's never been an actual good Superman video game, ever. Yeah, that Nintendo 64 one is balls, dude. dude that's the worst game ever. That, that's like fucking, I don't know, that's like... That's like a bubble test in when you're preparing for the SAT or something. Like you're like, I don't know. I, I'm just gonna hit C on all of them. Listen, see if you can capture the rings like Sonic. That's like when you play that game on, on, on Superman 64. It's like playing like, and the game is designed this way. It's like it, they they were on acid and they developed it. They're like, yeah, I mean, levels. What's that? <laughs> like, uh, let's like, make Superman hula hoop. Hey, let's fly him around a goddamn Sonic ring for five seconds. <laughs> that sounds good. But uh, yeah, so that uh, it's cool. I'm glad that there's another Batman game. I definitely. 
definitely didn't want Rocksteady to not make another Batman game and WB to abandon that uh, franchise, but I really want a Superman game, and I feel like those are the guys to do it. I, I didn't get a chance to play the, the Spider-Man game. That PlayStation uh, was exclusive, but apparently that was fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I didn't have the anyway, so I hope, but it's, it's still good news. It's going to happen, I, I, it I think they like, said so. that they might just go the route of like uh, unveiling it digitally. Yeah, which, which is, be yeah, is a good idea. I'm going to take that, but yeah, fuck, dude. Superman video. <laughs> Give it to me now, Florence. I want that in my Christmas talker. <laughs> you broke up my camera. Uh, in other news, uh, Jason Blum said, for those of you who are fans of Halloween Horror Nights, at Universal Studios, I've never been, but it sounds like a glorious good time uh, where they have like, it looks amazing. Cool. I, like I watched it on YouTube. I watched YouTube videos. Yeah, too. like a fucking wallflower. It's like, like no one ever invites me. In today's world, you don't have to actually go and do anything. You just watch this shit on YouTube. It's like when you're not invited to the birthday party, but somebody filmed it, and they're like, "Hey, look what you missed." And you're like, "Oh." It's <laughs> and you're like all sad, but you're like it's cool. But uh, he, uh, they asked Jason Plum about actually making that into a movie, and his response was, "Yes, definitely. We've actually talked about it. We haven't quite figured it out, but there's definitely a movie in Halloween Horror Nights somewhere." <sighs> I don't know. I have a pitch for you. Don't touch no more. I have a pitch for you. Do you remember Stay Tuned? It was a great movie. Fucking John awesome Ritter's fucking awesome. Amazing movie. Yeah. I don't think most people know about that movie. Uh, I, I cannot wait to watch it this week at some point. I can't wait. But, uh, I do, that's my pitch for it right there. You have a blah, blah, blah. I love it. My case is simply this. <laughs> 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 That's how Via Mike would be at a real board booth, like with the real writers and directors. Like, what's your pitch? But like, my, my pitch is simply this. Uh, but no, the goddamn bed is blue. Uh, stay tuned. Have a family. Have a family, and then they somehow get like make it a crazy sci-fi wild movie. They somehow get sucked into the TV mm -hmm. or social media or however you want to do it, and then they end up stuck in this world of Blumhouse where you where you can you, they can use all the shit that everything they have the rights to. They could use Michael Myers, they could use The Purge, Paranormal Activity, whatever Blumhouse has the rights to. This family gets sucked into a TV set. Now I know it sounds corny, but if you watch Stay Tuned, you get what I'm saying. You can make it fun, kind of crazy out there. You can have the dude who did Happy Death Day direct it because he had a wild premise with that movie yeah. too. And then you have this family that has to survive all this shit and it's basically a stay tuned reboot i like it but I, I but i also feel like it's a lot like last action hero like have yeah. a ticket yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be cool yeah i'd like that like you could go inside your own horror movies like you know is in last action hero which is by the way an underrated fucking movie too oh, yeah. big gun <laughs> number one but, but, but they they have a in that scene like uh the, the guy with the glass eye what was his name benedict Benedict is like, he goes, oh, how about have a nightmare with a Freddy Krueger? And, he, and he's trying to bring all these characters out of the, uh, of the movies to, you know, infiltrate the world. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, I would totally be okay with that if they were going to incorporate all the properties that they have. The problem is I don't think they'd be able to do, I, I don't think they want to do that. I think he's just talking about having a Halloween Horror Nights kind of like Hellfest, which they did, or Hellfeast. But that's been done. I know, but I, or help us, but I think that that's, that, I think that's, maybe like, you know, they go to Halloween Horror Nights on Universal, I know, but I feel like that's what they're going to do, because, Haunt was that, too. Well, here's the thing, I think that, in the reality, they want to sell tickets to Universal Studios, Halloween Horror Nights, and they're like, oh, if we set a killer on the loose in Halloween Horror Nights, that is actually, in a how about this, in Halloween Horror Nights, the fucking killers reenacted each fucking death scene from movies, so like, uh, like, if it's The Grudge, 
<laughs> he just puts a wig on. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like smoking aces. Yeah, and then if it's Michael Myers, he puts on a cheap ass fucking Rob Zombie Michael Myers vest and kills him in the fucking hallways. I don't know. Like, I mean, and they're like, oh well, that sells tickets too. I'm not yeah. saying that Jason Blum wouldn't put a lot of effort into it, but it almost feels like it's like that might be too expensive. My idea might be too expensive. But that's what I'm saying. Well, like I'm just feel like they're, they want to make a quick horror movie, a quick buck on it, and like sell some tickets to the Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. I don't know, but it's a good idea. It's cool. <clears throat> I definitely like to see it. He's a good boy, yeah. isn't he? Yes, he's a good boy. Yeah, no, you're good. I just saw him lick his dick five seconds ago. Dick juice all over. Mm. <laughs> it smells just like home. Patagonia. Uh, but no, uh, spread it on. But no, yeah, it would be. I, I just feel like I don't know, man. Like I, I, I don't. I mean, it's cool. Like, I mean, definitely another horror movie to look it at. Could but, be cool. but that's all I'm saying. Do something crazy and wild yeah. and out there and fun with that shit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's that's all don't turn me off, man. Just don't turn me off. Brad Pitt. Oh. Seven. That's all I'm saying. Have you ever seen don't anything like off, this? Man. Just don't turn me off. You ever seen anything like this? That's a new story of the week. Now it's time to get into this fucking movie review. All right. So the first one up that I, I got to go Fredo. see that Mike didn't get a chance to go see was uh, the Bloodshot movie with Vin uh, uh, Diesel. When you said Bloodshot, I went right back to Big Gun. I was like, Bloodshot, down, down, down. You, you can't help it. Down, down. And, and no, we're not talking about when you're having sex with your girl when she's on your period. I'm talking, uh, why? I don't know, it's, uh, it's quite gross. It's quite gross. I feel ashamed having said it, but now it's out, it's out into the ether. But no, uh, so Vin Diesel of the famed Fast and the Furious and Pitch Black and Chronicles of Riddick Stars as a guy that has been fucked over multiple times. He gets brought back. A couple of scientists enhance his body with some nanites, and he gets super soldiers. He, he's basically a superhero. It's a super. It's a superhero origin story. It's got some good action scenes in it. It's got some slowdown effects. It's got. Uh, I don't know. It's got like a Matrix feel to it. A little bit of memento thrown in for good measure. It's not like the worst thing I've ever seen in my life, but it's pretty standard as far as an action film goes. But it's definitely an action. It's a sci-fi action movie. And and the story was one that when I was watching, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of into it. Like I wasn't that fucking hard over because I mean I'm like you. I've, I don't hate Vin Diesel, but I'm not really a fan of Vin Diesel. Yeah, but he yeah. actually rocked the shit out of this one. He did pretty good. You know, he didn't do a strike sand. No strike. He sense. pulled it up. Uh, I don't know, like, uh, there were some things I would have changed, like, when they try to do the forced humor, there's one, like, nerdy scientist that comes in to help Vin Diesel later on, which you always have to have that guy in these fucking storylines, and it's just, it's obvious, it's basic, it's pretty much pancake batter, like, it's been done a million times, but, dude, honestly, some of the, some of the effects, like, it, it worked really well, and when he gets pissed, when he finally figures out what's going on, and he starts yelling, like, he's like, cause the buster was the one that brought me back home, like he did in the Fast and the Furious, the original one, I was like, I was into it. I was like, man, just just yell all the time. Just, and by the way, I was telling Mike, dude, that chick in that in the movie, that Gonzalez girl, the most beautiful chick I've ever seen in my life, dude. Like one of my, I gotta, I gotta pull not maybe up. not the most beautiful chick, but one of the most hottest chicks I've ever seen. Like she looks animated. Like she doesn't look real. Like she looks like she's so hot that God took like six days to make her instead of the seventh. <laughs> like the seventh, he rested, but on the sixth, he was like, yeah, I'm gonna take all my time, dude. She is smoking aces. Yeah, dude, she's got this sultry look about her. Oh my goodness! Dude, like she doesn't even look real. Says she looks like an anime chick. Yeah, like she doesn't look Kinda real. Had an anime chick going on there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You said <laughs> I'll be getting to know you later on with these images. But anyway, uh, overall, what it, is the movie in about? Like honestly, like I saw the trailer for it, and I remember there was one cool shot of him being like, Gah. "Oh, that was cool." Shot. <laughs> oh, the uh, the, uh, the car tunnel scene was great. But dude, it reminded me of that scene in Keeping the Faith when they were playing basketball. Or no, was it? Uh, no, it was uh, a long time Holly.
no, no, that, and there's like sweat everywhere. Well, well, okay. well basically, what he is, is 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 he's a soldier, and and he's died, and this company, it's kind of like OCP yeah. in a way. So the company has brought him back from death. Universal Soldier. Huh? Universal Soldier? Kind of, yeah. It's kind of got that feel to it, but they, they, they know he's product. And they, they're using him for their own nefarious ends and means. But you don't know... The, I can't give you the movie. The but, Bourne Identity? But he... Dude, honestly, there's a lot of Jason Bourne in this. Like, as far as, like, the memory loss and, and what he discovers later on and what he was created for and what what his ultimate goal is and how they... It, it, like... Robocop? Dude, you know what? Tough Thumping would have been a perfect Upgrade. song, Chris. I get knocked down and I get up again. You're never <laughs> Sounds going like they've to done this movie a thousand but dude, times. But he, but but they do it like with a lot of zeal <laughs> in this one. And, and I, I thought it was going to be a shit show. Like I thought it was going to be one of those like you know rolling your eyes kind of moments. But dude, and there's there's moments of it like at the, the toward the end when he has a fight with some of the main bad guys in it. Like it did feel like a fucking. It, it, it felt like um, Spider Man versus Doc Ock. Or something, because it looked pretty cool. Like uh, when they were going down the, ele you saw the trailer when they were going down the elevator shaft with the guy with the two big arms. Yeah. Like there's a pretty interesting story about him. He's a fucking asshole. But dude, it looked cool on when he when they were. Sin's an asshole. <laughs> He's an asshole. But uh, dude, this what this movie really lacked was the fact that they couldn't go like full on with like some of the violence. This movie was designed just the way that it, it lays out uh, for rated R. Yeah, it's PG-13. Yeah, and, dude, but there, because you can tell, there are moments, like, when he's doing shit, you're like, oh, dude, if they were able to go the extra mile and just fucking, like, let me see the blood roll, yeah. they, it would have been a different movie. But overall, yeah, it's a solid film. It's a 6.5 for me. Like, it's not, like, the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I enjoyed it. And I'm actually interested to see the sequels because, I mean, they left it open for a sequel possibility. It's not going to make enough money for sequels. I, I don't know. It might. I'm willing to bet I, I feel like I feel like it's one of those small, quiet farts that somebody will smell and they're like, you know what? This is all right. Unfortunately, Dread was the same way. I like Dread a lot, way more than this, and it, it did nothing. But Vin Diesel's got some kind of star power, so maybe... And Bloodshot's also based on the Valiant comic book uh, of the same name. I never read the comic book. I never had any... I, I kind of briefly read about it, but the only thing he doesn't do in this movie that I guess they do in the comic book is, like, he can't turn his, like, body parts into, like, metal pieces like T-1000. Apparently, these nanites can, like, fucking... Like, and dude, that idea is pretty badass. Like, he can form different, like, shit out of his hands and, and his body to, to do whatever, you know, needs to be done. But, Sounds like Hero 6, like Baymax. Well, he's he's pretty much Captain America on, on steroids and creatine and, and motherfucking Logan. <laughs> I, but otherwise, it's cool. Like, it's, it, it, like, I mean, I'm not I'm saying, shocked that you actually liked it. I, I thought did. it was going to be a hot turn the I, Dude, I did, I did, honestly. I really did. But I, I liked it a lot. Would it you was, watch it again on, like, Blu-ray? No. But, <laughs> but I, mean, I, I mean, I might watch it on, like, Netflix or something. Like, yeah. I mean, if it was just on, like, I would watch it. So you it. wouldn't buy it, but you'd watch it again? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'm actually shocked by that, man. Like, honestly, I figure three, four, nine people might go see this movie. I don't know. I saw the trailer. I don't like Vin Diesel that much. I'm saying, like, it's just, it's rough. I had two people. about family. I had two people in my theater. One of them was an old lady, and the other one was, <laughs> I think, asleep. But I wait till it comes to the video first. Let me ask you this. Do you like this better or the Robocop remake? Because Robocop remake sucked in a lot of ways, but it had some cool shit in it. Plus, it's um, Robocop. <sighs> I don't know. That's hard because is it kind of the same well, fucking no, story? Kind of. Well, no. I mean, but they've all been told in, in in their kind of in their way. But this has a lot of different elements done in it. Like Jason Bourne, like you mentioned, RoboCop, Universal Soldier. It's got a lot of different elements going through it, and then even the Matrix in some way. Uh, I. But I. The only thing I didn't like a RoboCop. RoboCop was already an established series, and they took it and they tried to they they took a goddamn diary in its mouth. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson was on, and that was the only cool thing about it, really. Yeah, and the super. And, and plus, I didn't like, I, you know what, honestly, I'll, I'll take this one because I don't like the motherfucking guy that played Robocop. 
uh, what was his name? With that goddamn Jersey bullshit Joel accent. Joel Kinnerman. Joel Kinnerman's, you know, streetwise Murphy when he's Robocop. I didn't yeah. like that. Anyway, I would pick uh, slightly. I would put this one slightly above the remake of Robocop. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm actually shocked. That actually makes me... Actually, I'm not going to check it out because I just don't like Vin Diesel mm -hmm. enough to watch a movie with him being a, the star of it. I'm sorry. I know some people love Vin Diesel. I just think it's kind of douchey. I guess you're, you're, not a fan of ben, you're not a fan of Fast and the Furious, are you? No crust. No crust. It doesn't matter if you win, but I like. Dude, I always look at that part because he kind of said it like that. There's one part where he was like, "You made me the best version of for you, not me." And I was like, "You almost beat me. <laughs> almost me." Pink slips. Anyway, um, by the way, there is an interesting thing about a side note about Bloodshot is that Vin Diesel, I guess, is getting a little out of shape. So <laughs> when he had his shirt off, they only showed like one part of the peck up. And it was just basically this part, <laughs> and like that's all it was. That's what I'll say. Like if they did me, but, actually, they would have to do the same but, thing. But when he had like his shirt on, like he had the muscle shirt that you like, yeah, he's in shape. But I was like, did they use a body double? Because I know you're fucking <laughs> sucking in for all it's worth. I saw the hunt, mm. the much maligned, recently canceled, brought back to life. What they kill? It's what <laughs> they kill? It's fucking crazy, dude. That they they canceled this movie because of the political shit that was going on, and there was shootings and stuff going on all the time, and it pissed Trump off, and all this stuff happened. So they ended up canceling the shoot, and we said at the time when they canceled. So they're like, trust me, they'll bring it back. They'll bring it back months from now, and they'll be like, the movie that was too controversial to show you before. No, yeah, with, with the ads, they're oh, like, right, see yeah, the yeah. movie that everyone hated before they saw. They really tried to do the marketing thing with that so hard. And I don't know how this is going to play with everything that's going on in the world right now. There was like seven, eight people in my theater, which I was actually surprised about. Um, but I know it's getting a rotten score right now on Rotten and Tomatoes. And I honestly, from what I'd heard about it and knowing the, all the political involvements in the movie, I did not expect to like it. So I went into this expecting not to I'm like dripping. it. dripping. What? What? I was dripping. Out. What? Yeah. I thought you said tripping. I am both. <laughs> but uh, the snozzberries taste like snozzberries. There's unicorns. You boys like Mexico? <laughs> But honestly, man, like I fucking enjoy the shit out of this movie because what they do that's so special here, and the, and the premise is, is that yes, it's exactly what they make it seem like. These uh, there's twists, but on the is surface, there politics in it though. Yes, but the way they do it, the way they do it is where the pudding is. Ah, where the pudding is. The Bill Cosby spike. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the way they do it is what matters here. And and it being from Blumhouse, and I know Jason Blum is a hardcore leftist person. We won't get into the right wing mm. and all that shit like that. But I know he's hardcore, you know, left or whatever. But so you you almost expect it to be that way when you go see the movie because right. it's a Blumhouse production and all the controversy that it causes. But I've got to say I was presently I was pleasantly surprised with this movie the way that they did it because it's you just yell like, out like you got Tourette's one more fucking time. Dude. I can fucking I can't suppository talk. Dude, the older I get, I can't fucking talk. I have to do that. So I go. Uh, but okay. Oh, so uh, is that how you interview for jobs? <laughs> I just want it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make some pizza. Well, I have a good qualifications. I I saw I I, I studied two degrees at Julius. I just want that job. I'm the fucker Buffalo. <laughs> The whole idea for the movie was is that a group of elite liberal people take uh, uh, hardcore right-wingers, and they call them deplorables, and they hunt the deplorables, right? The As leading. they call them. <laughs> they hunt them. And it's like a Hunger Games thing, but it's these hardcore left people hunting hardcore right people mm. in the fields uh, and, and, and doing shit like that. Is it fair, though? Do they both get guns? Yeah. That's one thing that they oh. do is when they drop them into this field, because it's kind of like Saul. They wake up. Their mouths are like... You know, shut with this, like, they've got this bar and it's got a lock on it. Uh, but then they, they drop a box right there in the middle of this field and they go open it, and the box is full of a bunch of weapons. And they grab their weapons and immediately they start getting shot at and they start running around or whatever. 
But what the movie does so fucking well, and I gotta pull it up here because I gotta remember her name. The main girl in the movie is um, uh, Betty Gilpin. It's this blonde chick right here. Mm -hmm. Dude, I, I, like, right, like, Samara Weaving type feels for her, man. Oh. Like, she was dope as fuck. She was charismatic. She was funny. She was badass. This shit sounds like Fortnite. Yeah, dude, she was awesome. But the way that they do the whole movie is, uh, it's exactly how they say it is, and there's there's conversations on both sides. Like, they actually do hit each side. They make fun of Republicans, they make fun of Democrats, and the movie never really lands on where they stand, which I can appreciate. Yeah. But you what can, I think people can, yeah. are missing about this movie, especially the people that are reviewing it. Is there a pig in it? Yeah, there's a pig in it. Oh. But we all know how... how How's Saul doing? How... Uh, let me put it this way, how political movie reviewers can be and journalists can be. Basically, with the news, the way everything is, how political they can be. I just want to know if it's a good movie. I feel like, and that's what I'm saying, like some people are getting mad and they're shitting on it. I feel like a lot of people are going to go see this movie and they're going to hate it because it didn't agree with them enough. Because mm. it doesn't agree with either side of the political argument. Good. It, 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 good. Makes, it makes fun of both sides. It's even. And what I think people are missing, what this movie says to me, is it's poking fun at us for how much we let our politics dictate who we are as people. Yes. Like everybody in this movie, for the most part, don't tell on the mountain. Almost all these people have completely built up their personalities based on their political affiliations. Instead of deciding topic to topic, situation to situation, as you should as a responsible adult, that's almost they have let whether they're red or blue decide their entire DNA and makeup of who they are, and they go full forth with it. Whether it's fucking hunting people or it's becoming full on just fucking idiot form like following yeah. one I ideal well that's uh, that's a good thing uh you know that on this channel mike and i are ross perot supporters for life and we hope that he wins in the in the, in the coming primaries but always uh yeah it, it, it is a, it's actually interesting to look at it that way is because it, like uh, whether you're red or blue or republican or or not or or fart or not whatever i don't care you wipe your ass or you don't the thing is, it's like a cult. It's like a cult fucking status. Like, you only vote your party line because that's what you've been taught to do. Like, instead of rather than voting the person that, you know, that you think will do a good job. Yeah. It's weird. It's fucking You'd weird. You'd rather die than agree with, than agree on the tiniest topic with these people that you've spent the past six months arguing on Facebook with. Yeah. Like, you get, you turn, you, you start to argue with people so much that you hate their ideals so much that you become fucking crazy with it. And that's kind of what this movie does. Yeah. Really, and, 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 really well. Like I just to point out, we don't give a shit about politics i don't give a fuck about Wait. who you vote for i'll still be your friend either way i don't care i'm not gonna unfriend somebody because they voted for somebody i didn't like i don't give a fuck yeah. you vote for what do you think do you boo uh, the point is what i'm just saying is like maybe uh, instead of people is you know following along with a cult idea uh, think a little bit outside the box and yeah. figure out what's good for you yeah, choose mm -hmm. situation to situation it's instead like of party 31. line to party line and so and and that's well in the the political talk even there as a whole no more but wolf blitzer as far as the political stuff which is everybody's wondering about with this movie that's where i felt like it landed i felt like it made fun of both sides and really what it was trying to say is that these people are taking this and they're they're making it too too big of a thing but mm. as far as the movie goes yeah. dude it was actually really fucking entertaining how did it end like i'll tell you the ending <laughs> right now spoilers no uh it was it was actually really entertaining the it pig was Extremely fucking. It was a gory as fuck, man. Was like, it gory? It was pretty gory. Like, 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 and, and like intense scenes where like a, a a grenade would land next to someone's face, and they just have to stand there and watch the grenade. And then did it, it feel explodes. like was it was did it feel like horror or was it more action horror? It was or it, drama horror. It was honestly more horror than anything else, just because horror? the amount of gore that was in it. Yeah. Uh, it was it was satirical. Satan's legions are coming down from your thunderbolt. His tank comes up on the ground. Satirical, satirical. 
satirical horror. Thank you! Uh, <laughs> satirical horror uh, is what it was. But the acting was great. Hillary Swank was fucking, dude. She was great. What was she? She was... Oh, I can't... It's part of the... You know, it's well, part of the... Well, it would be a spoiler if I told you who she was. was. She, a, she was a character in the movie. I thought I thought it was really well done, man. And, and you know, there's a couple jokes that are... Like, they're so bad. It honestly takes you out of the movie. There's a couple really bad jokes. But there's also a couple little funny moments in the film. And there's, there's good action in it. It's an interesting survival horror film in some points. And uh, even though some of it makes no fucking sense or whatever, ultimately, dude, I was extremely entertained. I was delighted with how they split this shit down the middle and they made fun of everybody. And it was gory and it was a fun horror movie. And seriously, dude, I'm kind of in love with Betty Gilpin. She was fucking awesome. I, I feel like, I don't know, like, I mean, when I saw the trailer and, like, the way that they were presenting it, I'm, I'm actually shocked that you would say horror because it, it, it felt like when you say survival horror, I get that. Horror it, in the way Ready or Not was horror. Got yeah, it. It, it feels like it would be more of a black comedy with some like thriller elements. There's black comedy in the movie, but the gore is so prevalent and like the deaths are so prevalent that it ultimately but it's comes not like, out. It's not like when you walked out of the theater, you're like really fucked up. It's not scary. It's not scary. It's intense and it's suspenseful. Uh, but do you think they should have gone I, I, that route, or do you think they should have gone with more of a black comedy, like an actual straight up? No, black comedy? I think it was yeah, for the premise. We've seen people hunt people in movies a thousand times. I right? see. We've seen political movies. I think for the premise, what they were going for, it stands out on its own, just the way they fucking did it, and it's kind of original in its own way, yeah. considering all the stuff that they were dealing with here. But uh, I liked it. it. It's not heavy at all. It's not nearly as heavy as you think, and that's what I think people are pissed about when they're reviewing it shittily. They're pissed because it didn't agree with them. They, they wanted to like go hard after one party or another, I haven't looked and at I think people are coming out of the theater pissed that it didn't agree with them enough, and they're shitting on the movie. But for those of you who are sick of like people trying to force their agendas down your throat and kind of want something that makes fun of everybody, I think you're gonna dig this movie. I definitely I, I, recommend. I'd rather, it. yeah. So I'd rather have a movie that does that than fucking make it one streamlined uh, for another group than because uh, what are you? Why are you gonna alienate your fucking audience? Like just have a good time, make a great movie, and make a statement if yeah. it's subtle. And I think. I haven't seen the movie, but is there a subtle message? Do you think that... that you the think subtle message would be, if there was a subtle message, it would be, like I said before, uh, making fun of people who take their political party and build their entire personality based on just right. that alone. And, and you know what? Actually, I'm, I'm sorry, I shouldn't even say that because maybe there is no message. Maybe it's just a fucking movie. Maybe it's a yeah. good movie that, you know, people should check out. So, yeah. you, what would you give it? I would give, I give it a strong 7.5. I don't believe you. Surprise. I believe do you. That. I, I don't believe you. It's directed I well. Like, uh, the action uh, scenes are good. The only thing bad, man, is that, like I said, there's a couple jokes that fall so fucking flat. It's almost embarrassing. I feel, but like, other than that, I feel like Anchorman's like, I don't believe you. <laughs> I'll believe it. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely recommend going to see The Hunt if you could do so safely. Does the pig survive? I'm not going to tell you, Jay. It's a spoiler. Well, fuck no. Candyman. Candyman. Take it to the candy shop. Oh, girl, don't you stop. This is a Patreon a special review for our friend Courtney Reed, an awesome supporter of the channel. Thank you so goddamn much. Thanks, Courtney, for and giving us diabetes with Candyman. <laughs> if you don't know, we've got a Patreon tier where you guys get to pick the review that we do this week. This week, it's Courtney. It's all about you, Courtney. All about you. I always knew it was you. It was always you, Courtney. You say his name five fucking times, and he hooks your vagina or your butthole, whatever his preference is at that point. You say his name five times in the mirror, you're fucked. You're yeah. over. Basically, it's a mythological. It's a mythological creature that exists in the minds and hearts of this uh, downtrodden group of people that live on a very bad side of town. And by keeping his memory alive, this creature of the night 
comes and fucks you when you're least expected. Lady of the night. It's, it's one of those legends that, you know, we've all been subject to. Bloody Mary, Courtney Love, when you play Kurt Cobain's song backwards. Uh, it's always one of those weird things. It's based on Clyde Barker, which is fucking masterful. Like, Clyde Barker's a really, uh, he's a, actually a really, really good storyteller. Uh, it's based on his book, The Forbidden, that they made into a movie. <clears throat> the thing about this film, though, is I, I realized when I was watching it, it had been a while since I'd seen it. It's it's solid. It's so good. And it's so well acted. It's, it's one of the best. The best is that it feels like uh, it's got it's got a lot of Clyde Barker elements in it. You know, um, even when there's one scene where he was like, I can promise you the pain will be exquisite. It reminded me of he Pinhead. He says that, yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of Pinhead. But it had, for me, anyway, watching it, it had like this Wes Craven, the people on the stairs feel to it. Like the way that, you know, they talked about the family that lived down the street that did a lot of fucked up things in a kind of hushed tones, almost like myth um, mythology or something. Like these like brother and sister duo. It felt like Wes Craven-ish in a lot of ways. And so that was a credit to the director and, and, and the screenwriters of this film. It's, dude, Tony Todd fucking owns it. Like, he yeah. is so good. And you only, and, and they, did, they did a great thing in this movie. You don't see him very often. And when you do see him, they make it magical. He feels and, summoned. And his voice <laughs> sounds like smooth butter on your butt. Oh, man. Like, I just, I mean, you, I'll be your I victim. I love smooth butter on my butt. I'll be your victim, I sir. Love it I don't so care, Tony Todd, about bees. <laughs> I like them. But that's the whole thing. That That's what's going on is that this character, Helen, who who's, she's writing her thesis, and they hear from one of the ladies that work at the place that she's at that there's these, these killings that have been going on at Caprini Green, and they hear that there's this, this mythological character called Candyman, who they say they didn't find in the mirror, he shows him and kills people. But there's been a bunch of deaths that have actually happened. Uh, so she decides to to take her her partner and they go over there actually to Caprini Green and they find which is funny the guy who wrote this uh, not Clyde Barker but the guy who ended up directing it. Yeah. Uh, there was an actual story like that where this guy had come through the bathroom mirror. There was a hole in, in behind the bathroom mirror that he removed it and he killed somebody with it. And then they find out that that's how he's been doing these things. Was it Michael Jackson? <laughs> yeah. I'm talking to the man in the when, mirror. When he opened the mirror, he's like, "Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Get over here!" This scorpion that's been doing it. But no, I mean, I just, dude, this movie's, I know it's a huge horror movie. <laughs> you open the mirror, it's like, free willy. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a huge horror movie, but at the same time, every every time I watch it, I get the feeling that it's underrated. It's such a good movie. I feel like it should be up there on the list, you know, of, on the lips of people who talk about Hellraiser and Freddy and all that shit like that. Had it had more good sequels, yeah. I feel like it would be right well, on the I, I, Like, I, I remember, I think I liked Farewell to the Flesh, the sequel. I think I liked it. It, it wasn't bad. I didn't want, I, I barely remember Candyman 3. I, I know they got dumb. But the Farewell of the Flesh wasn't bad. But this movie, it almost feels like it, 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 it suffered. It, it doesn't suffer from it, but it almost feels like this movie is like talked about in whispers, just like the actual, yeah. like the actual mythology of Candyman. And again, I can't say enough about Tony Todd and how well he did. But it's not just him. The, the, the main girl Helen, she did a great, phenomenal job too. The guy, the, the, the piece of shit husband that she has, Trevor. Trevor, Trevor, you know he's a fucking stepdad from T2. Yeah. It's like, will you shut? It goes, John, get your ass inside. Do what your mother tells you. So she's not my mom, Todd. <laughs> but he's Todd that and Trevor. Those he's that guy, and he does a good job playing the slimy kind of asshole, which you gotta suspect right away when that one chick is like giving the evil stink eye to uh, Helen when during the professor meeting when you know. You're, you're like okay, something's up. You're putting your 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 wiener, your your candlestick into some wax that's not your wife. The gore effects they have, while it's not a lot, it's done like 
pretty well as far as like how the story unfolds. And there's one thing about this also that I take away from is the fact that Candyman will fucking kill a kid. He doesn't give a yeah. shit. A baby, a little boy, a little to. girl. There's one scene to. in the bathroom. Yeah. He chopped the kid's dick off and flushed the toilet. And it was just floating in there. And dude, that 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 little boy that was telling the story was yeah. like, better to be dead. It's like, I tell you the truth. <laughs> like, because it's like, he's like that. And, and then, you know, he's like, I love the fact that, you know, they would go in there and he's like, whatever he saw, like, turned their hair white. It's like, I had seen shit that'll turn you white. <laughs> and I was like, that's. Like, because I, I guess it was the fact that Candyman was coming with a hook and, and did that grotesque thing yeah. to a little boy. <clears throat> the fact is, there is no limits to what he will do. And the reason why what you find in the movie is that Candyman has to have his legend live. He has to have m the myth live. And he's like, you know, the whispers on the school children's lips. So by doing these atrocious acts, he knows that his memory will survive, therefore him surviving in, into a more immortality. I fucking love it. Yeah, dude. And, I mean, they've done that kind of thing before with Freddy Krueger. Like, if they forget about me, I want this! Well, you know, they've yeah, done they that like a joke thing. Right, but uh, what, what I find so fascinating about this is his origin story, too, because he's the son of a slave mm -hmm. who was also an artist who, who made a fortune by selling shoes in the, in the, in the time of war or whatever he, he developed this 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 device that would sell shoes or whatever so we made a lot Make of money shoes. off of that yeah <laughs> it didn't just it, it wasn't a goddamn robot it was like shoot 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 uh, take a shoe take a shoe yeah he developed a machine that would create yeah. shoes faster right but but he made a fortune off of that so he was accepted by the community or whatever but then he was hired to do a piece for this rich guy and he did his piece of a daughter instead and then yes. they had a baby so then what they yes. did was they took him and they killed him they fucked him up they cut his fucking arm off and then slathered him in honey and then just like my girl too or my girl not my girl too yeah. but just like my girl uh the bees came and, and and fucked his shit up so like he lives in and you know he, he's eternal now but dude you bet well, that story was told by goddamn benjamin franklin yeah that guy with the long hair he looked like he, he looked like he looked like benjamin franklin he's like are you going to bury me and how are you going to bury me if you don't know the full story and the, the way tell me of ohio <laughs> i'd like to know it looks good, uh, but uh, how could it have come to this? Farmers with pitchforks. But uh, Benjamin Franklin, in the movie, the guy with the long hair, when he's telling the story, it's so enrapturing. I don't know if it's the guy. The guy does a great job, by the way. I, we're, we're poking fun of oh, uh, long I, hair, M M McGregor. Yeah, he looks, you know, whatever. He but, looks like the guy who'd be like, pardon me, do you have any gray pawn? He looks like a, the guy that works for H and H Greg that's gonna fuck you for what they charged <laughs> you for their, your taxes. But no, he, but he, he tells it in such an enthralling way. Like I don't, you know, his accent and just the guy's a great actor. But it pulls you in, and 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 I love the way the camera works on her face, like the way the shadows kind of built, and she starts getting teary eyed because she starts like getting in. To that dude it's so again the camera angles in this the way that they tell the story through the eyes of her and, and this and, and as the legend unfolds and when you start to realize what Candyman really is and what why he's doing what he's doing and what's going to happen it's fucking dude like, I don't understand like how this isn't like I'm not I don't know like you just say, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth. I think it's up there with Hellraiser. I think Candyman's up there. Man. I think had it had sequels that really, you know, took off, yeah. it would have done it. But the problem is, is like it's like Hellraiser in the way that it's not a comfortable watch. It's mm. not a fun. Let's do a Friday Night Flick horror movie. It feels like almost you're watching the movie in a dream state. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's a movie that's made that way. Like, like for instance, when she's on the rooftop and she's in that bathroom and the fake ass Candyman comes along and all this stuff and Cabrini Green and the way it's all <laughs> I shot. I you looking for Candyman, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but the way it's all shot, it feels like there's 
just a camera floating there. Like you're not even. No, they remade that. That'd be Fifty Cent. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take you to the candy shop. Uh, But it feels like you're not even supposed to be there. Like the entire movie to me felt like you're not supposed to be watching this happen. It all feels so real and surreal at the same time. It's really fucked up the way they shot everything. But I don't know, dude. It's scary on a different level because it feels so real. And then when he finally, when you finally get to the horror shit. When the horse shit happens, while you're dealing with all this like just weird, like hypnotized shit, which by the way, the director actually, because they were so tired of like the the screaming girl um, thing in movies and horror movies, they would hypnotize her. They, Virginia Madsen, they would hypnotize her before scene. So when this fucked up shit would happen, you know how she would stand there with like this, uh, uh, like look in her yeah, face. Yeah, I thought she had a Xanax. No, dude, she was camera. fucking hypnotized. Oh. Like they actually went that far as to do they that. They did that to Mike Tyson, which is fucking crazy, man. The, the levels they went through this. I just think this movie, as, fa- as as famous as it is, it's still fucking underrated because it should be up there with Freddy. It should be top notch. I, I, I feel like I feel like definitely that Candyman suffered from maybe coming out at the wrong time, but I definitely feel like it was a it was a victim of its time. Be my victim. It was a victim of the nineties. I mean, and it did but, well. It just didn't have the staying power. It feels like some but, of the other movies did. That's why, like, look, we're interested to see the Candyman remake. But that's why I said earlier when we saw the trailer, I was like, I, I, I never felt like that movie needed to be remade. It was so fucking well done. It was so uh, amazingly done. But the trailer doesn't. And Tony Todd. No, I'm not saying the new Candyman is not going to be great. Yeah. But it's, but Tony Todd, man, like he he just fucking owned it, and it was so. It was so like you 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 pointed uh, they hypnotize the movie's hypnotic like it, it it lulls you in and it gets you there and then you yeah. start identifying with okay I get why this guy's pissed off and I understand what the fuck is going on I don't, I wouldn't go as far as you know maybe you know therapy and a and a hot cup of Java will get you uh, places but you get why he's doing what he's doing because he can't survive without you know certain things happening but overall man. Uh, you know, I gotta be honest. This movie is a nine point five for me. That's like, exactly it's what I was fucking gonna give it. up there. That's exactly what I was gonna give it too. And the whole thing that she goes through, like one, once things start to pick up, and he he reveals himself to her in this parking lot, and he's like, you know, I, I'm Candyman, be my victim or whatever, and she gets all fucking out of it, and then she wakes up all of a sudden in an apartment with a cut off a dog, the dog's head's cut off, the woman's mm. bleeding in the corner. It I been don't barking. know what I've done. I've been drinking all night long, but no. And she, that one girl pulls out her fucking extensions. <laughs> <laughs> she's 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 well, she then, wakes up in the middle of that scene and then her friend ends up dead she goes to the hospital like all this fucked up stuff and she just wakes up in these dream states and, ha- and has killed people and then that one scene dude like when you get to the the, the the later on in the movie where she's talking to the psychiatrist or whatever and he's like I'm, I'm trying to help you deal with these murders that you've created mm. and he's he says candy man and then like you don't expect that like do that. it's against all the rules that fucked me up when he fucking so, pops up behind the dude and he's not in, we're not in Caprini he's slicing his taint we're not in Caprini green anymore we're in a fucking business office I, I, yeah. and all of a sudden Candyman appears behind the net on his taint fucks and rips his shit from literally you said hang up on me again and I'll get you like a fish he's on his in-between gets him like a fish he and fucking he, comes up with his in-betweens and then he fucking sucks right out of the window Dude. like fucking sucks like the wind out of the goddamn with that part for yeah, you there's, the there's, there's two things that I want to point out like, windy I, I can fly maybe they were like rushing but if you look really closely well, when she gets admitted to the psychiatric hospital when they're trying to put the needle in her, yeah. you can see it bend because it's a fake needle. <laughs> no, I'm talking, you know, it's one of those needles that it's plastic and yeah. it goes in when you push in. It goes, you fucking see it. I didn't notice. Yeah, dude, I saw it. I rewound it because it was like, it was obvious. <laughs> that one actress was, I guess she was nervous and she was like, 
perfectly. You can see that it goes like this, and the camera guy didn't pick it up. And then when when Tony Todd goes through the window, you can see the fucking wire. You can see the wire. <laughs> I was so freaked out I didn't see it. Well, I, there's a wire. Like you can see the fucking wire. It's like Candyman needs help. But yeah, it, it, overall, it's it's still a well done film. There's some there's some issues with it. Yeah, as far as like maybe they rushed some things or whatever. The the the, the reveal, the hardcore reveal scene where he's like. Oh, and he ribs and, and it's coming out of his mouth. His fucking ribs are open, and like, and then the bees start coming out. Of was his that mouth. real? It was did, real, dude. They put what they did. They put a mouthpiece in his mouth, and then the guy, the guy that was, the, it was the same bees from My Girl. Ooh. It was the same, the same, the guy who did the girl bees from My They're Girl, trained. same dude. But they put, they tried, he tried to use like fresh bees that didn't like have their stingers developed right. yet, but they still did. And Tony Todd had it put into his contract that every bee sting he got, he would get an extra thousand dollars. I do that, and he ended up stung twenty three times, so oh. he got twenty three thousand extra bucks out of that. Smart. Move. Give me that fucking poison money. But he, uh. That uh, girl is poison. 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 But, uh, they put a mouthpiece in his mouth. But he actually did that. That shit was That's really fucking bad. Well, you know, I, 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 uh, remember Joe's apartment? Yeah. They used real cockroaches yeah. and he fucking did that shit too. Not so. even. That, that's the most knowledge shit I've ever heard in my fucking life, though. But yeah, and then, and then the very, uh, and when the end of the movie comes up, that, that was, was kinda, that, that was the issue. Um, I'm not like. A big fan of the way the movie ends, uh, especially when they try to pass on the mantle. Yeah. In a way, I feel like, uh, I, I, I like, and I, I guess that's why they went back to do Candyman too, because they were like, well, Tony Todd's so uh, incredible in it. I, I really like to explore more with with that character. I'm not saying that the ending was awful. I just feel like they could have, like that to me. That's preventing it from getting a ten, because I feel like the ending was just so like I don't know. It was generic. Like it was. I don't know. I I, I feel like. Couldn't it have been a double team kind of thing? Couldn't it have been something else? Like, I, I don't know. I like how they tricked him into doing it, though, because he was, like, all distraught, and the mirror was like, Yeah, but Helen. first off, that fucking thing. Helen. Yeah, we don't want to give the movie away, but, Helen. but we don't want to, like, you know, it's like Candyman's got a ring to it. It sounds good. Like, yeah. like it's like goddamn, uh, you, you ever seen that thing you do? It's like the O'Neaters. It's the O'Neaters. Like, no, 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 drop the O-N-E, it's the Wonders. Thank God that there's not, a, like, an a urban legend around saying balding in the mirror five times, because I'm like, balding. Balding. Oh, balding. We come balding. out looking like, fucking we come out looking like Brian Cranston in Breaking Bad. <laughs> but no, man. But that's cool. The acting, the, I just it's one of the creepiest fucking movies you can watch. Like, mm -hmm. you get sucked into it because the story's so well done, and you feel like you're almost falling down a dark fucking hallway. Uh, it's just, it's a weird, it's a very odd vibe I get every single I time love it, I watch it's this so movie, good. man. And it's so entrancing and so good. And then Tony Todd's performance just sets it over the top. Yeah, total 9.5. And, 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 and his costume's dope. I love the costume. He's got that fucking... You know what he looks like? He looks like a, I'm gonna pop some tabs. So only got $20 in my pocket. Like, yeah. he does look like that. That's fair. He kind of does. Yeah. But it's cool, man. He's rocking the shit out of it. Because that's $50 for a t-shirt. <laughs> but no, dude, uh, like, he looks he looks like a pimp. He looks fucking cool. He's got the... And, and, and like, you know, honestly, the story of Candyman, the, the backstory of Candyman is tragic. It actually is tragic. And when you get into that... And especially they explore it more in Candyman 2, Farewell to the Flesh. You're like, fuck. You know, I was like, I can see why you're pissed. And like, you, you does he become an anti-hero in a way? Because he wants to exact revenge? Maybe, but the fact that he kills kids, it's really hard to root for him. And the fact that they show it. Like, they don't show like him actually doing it. It's only that quick moment, that the flash sequence when he's talking about the, when the little boy is telling uh, Helen about... The other little boy that went into the the restroom, and you see it for a second, yeah. And you see his dick basically cut off, and then in the in the toilet. Really good. God damn. Really good. Even Freddie didn't go that far, but 
Yeah. That reminds me of one time, dude, uh, when I worked at uh, ACS. Mm. You know, we went you to. Saw, you saw a guy's dick cut no, off? No, but we went to a Chinese. Who's mistress? We went to a Chinese buffet for lunch, and you know those, like, calamari? Mm-hmm. You know, calamari? Mm-hmm. But they had, like, little full baby octopuses, but they're, like, this big. And I took them and I took the crust off of them, and I put, like, four of them in a napkin. Where'd you go? Uh, it was a weird Chinese buffet. And I, I put four of them and I, I put them in my pocket, and then we went to work, and I dropped them in the toilets. And I didn't flush. <laughs> so somebody had to walk in there and be like, This baby octopus is in the toilet! <laughs> he even shed that dip, goddamn. <laughs> this is a, am I at a Herman Melville fucking Dude, I, book? I still get a kick. No one, to this day, I know there's, like, four or five people in the world who worked at ACS at the time. That still don't know how baby octopus you know they has went, gotten to those fucking you know, toilets. They, they probably wrote a, like an article to see and they're like, this is an outbreak. <laughs> People are shitting on octopus. <laughs> they're, they're shitting on octopi. But yeah. So, Courtney, hey, great man, fucking pick. I love it. Uh, awesome, uh, awesome pick. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Candyman, I don't know what the fuck you've been yeah. doing. Like, what are you, what are you worried about? Are you worried about a virus? Are you worried about a virus? That much more pumped for the fucking movie to come hey. out. So good. Be worried about candy. Okay? Men. Candy men. Coming at you with diabetes. It's what I want. That's what what, what I, I want. want. I want the money. What? <laughs> what I, I want. It's Rex Manning Day. But anyway, also Candyman reminds me of uh, the Chris Stapleton song. I drank Jack. I drank Jim. I drank all of his friends. I can't drink. What kind of music stations you been away. listening to? What kind of shit you been listening to? Dude, that's Chris Stapleton. That's Drink You Away. Chris Stapleton, Drink You Away. What the fuck is Justin that? Justin Timberlake. Chris uh, Stapleton. Wow. Duet. CMA. 2015. Now you're mixing country and pop, which is the worst kind no, dude, of country. No, that, you gotta watch that. that. That's really good. That's no. a great fucking song. No. Okay, goddamn Travis McTrick. Travis McTrick? Listen, the Garth Brooks? Okay. Fine. Oh, George Thor- Strait? Travis Trick? Fine. Um, Clint Tim Black? Uh-huh. Yeah, all those. Uh-huh. There might be a little dust on the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. That country pop mix is... No, dude, that wasn't... Why just listen to some fucking uh, uh, Big and Rich? Ride a horse, slay a car, boy. <laughs> I think that's how you fucking buy a car. <laughs> but no, I, no, it, it, no, it wasn't a duet at first. It, Chris Stapleton did the song it was after he sucked his dick. Yeah, after he sucked his dick and, and curled his uh, noodle hair in his mouth. But anyway, uh, hey man, Candyman, great choice. Thank you so much for recommending it. Check it out if you haven't seen it, and uh, get diabetes soon. But don't. Insulin's expensive, guys. Be my victim. It's expensive. By the way, did you what? know that part when the motherfucking. It's like, how are you gonna eat that shit? Like when she went, when all the candy was like laid out in that fucking like you know place where they worship him, and there was a razor blade. It's like he can't eat that shit. <laughs> Stupid ass. Yeah, I was like, uh, that was just like some crackheads. Like yeah. I'm gonna fuck with these kids. <laughs> you know, I want to do some shit. Like, I was looking for my razor blade to cut my shit. Oh, I left it my chocolate bar. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, definitely watch Candy. Courtney, thank you so very fucking much for it. It was an excellent choice, and it was one we wanted to watch. Cause it's coming out anyway, so off the fact you okay? time. <laughs> I had a burp while I was talking. It was in the I heard it. You're like, oh. it was like a, a fucking dildo was coming up through the couch. You're like, shucker con, shucker con. I kind of like it. And now we've reached the trailer reaction portion. Trailer oh! reaction time. Get out your wieners and shine. Hey, what is it? Hey! All right. So, um, thank you, thank you, Jay. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, everybody, man. Uh, thank you guys for the little Roy Burns. Oh, God. Go, go. I like it. I like it. You guys are the fucking best, man. We love you. Um, all right. So the last part of the show to end it all, what did we watch this week? I can't even fucking remember. I wrote it down though. I uh, typed it in the whole. The here. movie I watched this week was the one. I'm not farting or anything. I just 
You told me what you watched. I know, I know, I know what I watched. Um, big, uh, no, dicks, yeah, big, yeah, big dicks part two in the city. <laughs> um, a lot of crazy <laughs> things were happening city. on, and they went to the Big Apple and they bit it. Uh, no, I watched uh, What Dreams May Come with Robin Williams. Uh, really underrated film. If you guys haven't checked that out, it's really That's super sad. Sad as fuck. It's fucking super sad. What brought you to make? I just felt you like just crying. Want to make your girlfriend cry. I just felt like crying. Was just, did you watch it alone or did you show it to your girlfriend? Well, I, I watched it by myself and then I wanted her to cry too because I was crying. So you watched it twice? Yes. Okay. And it felt good both times. Yeah. I felt like a release and a cleanse. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a super sad movie, but it's actually really well done. And But, you know, uh, Robin Williams was one of those guys that could have done so much more than, you know, unfortunately his life was cut short because of what, what he was going through. But... He wasn't just a, a great comedic actor, but he could play dramatic roles. Like uh, he did a great job in this, but he also did a great job in that um, in uh, One Hour Photo. And he was Fuck. good at Insomnia. Yeah, One Hour. But when he played this, the killer in One Hour Photo, like that, yeah. you know, uh, amazing actor gone too soon. But that movie is uh, it's about the afterlife, about exploring that and and how things uh, evolve and move forward from from people's uh, idea of what the afterlife might be like. It was well done. It's it's actually told really well, and and uh, as far as like the music's great, like the story is amazing, and it, it to me it's always it, it it's sad, but it's a heartfelt movie. Like there's there's hope at the end, which I think. So if you haven't, if you maybe had never, maybe you've been like uh, perusing through on Vudu or or Netflix. It's not on Netflix, but Vudu I think, or Amazon Prime. And you're like, I don't know what that is, but it kind of seems weird. I'm not really interested. He's got funny lines in it. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s in it too before he got weird, but he's got funny lines in it, but he takes a, a serious role in it as well, and he's the father of two kids that unfortunately lose their lives. I'm not giving much away because it actually says that in the uh, description of it, and then he has to deal with that, and he has to take care of his wife, and then things progress from there. It's like Ghost mixed with heart and souls and some comedy thrown in. It's a fucking great movie, so definitely check it out if you get a chance to. If you have seen it, what'd you think? Is it make you cry? Did you cry for days? And when you got up the next day for work, you're like, I don't even want to let go, man. You know, then I do because I have to get paid. You know what's sad as fuck, dude? Is World's Greatest Dad? Did you ever watch yeah, that? That's sad. With him in it because it's almost he's, he's all depressed. Yeah, it's a, that's a fucked yeah. up. That, that movie. Gets See, I don't like that. But that's the thing about him, though. He, he he's got such a, a thing about his face, or or he yeah. did that he's able to bring you into his world. My favorite role he ever did, and it's not just because it's such everybody loves it, but Miss Doubtfire. Mm -hmm. Not because of Mrs. Doubtfire, because when when he was a dad who lost his kids and he was trying to get his kids back, and the way he was like so sweet. That was my favorite role. You know, role you know the did. part that I actually I did. I remember when I was a kid, and I, I watched it and it teared me up a little bit. And I mean, I was I've never had kids before in my life, but even as a kid, I still you know got it. But when he was on the, in the court and he was like, "You can't, don't take my children away from me." I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah. I was like, you're a fucking cunt, Sally Field. Yeah. Go back and teach Forrest Gump this bullshit. Dude, that's a movie we should do a commentary on one day or something. Miss Doubtfire. Why are they remaking that? That is the worst. Like, yeah. why would you fucking. T that movie is Robin that look, Williams. That man. looks like goddamn Medea in Don't drag. Touch that shit. Yeah. Um, uh, dude, the only thing. I, I didn't watch that much this week either. I watched uh, Star Trek First Contact. Ooh. Um, let's go Because the Borg. You know? Uh, but it's so weird. And then to you watch also those. see Picard lose his shit. Yeah. For the first time. Because in the Next Generation series, Picard's always been even keel on everything. He's always in control. He's always cool. He's got he's got a Shakespearean quote from his butt somewhere to throw at you. Yeah. But the Bork scared him. And you yeah. see him fucking lose his shit. And I like that. Not just that, but you got to see Data get real skin. Yeah. They start skin grafting and she, and she like blows on him and he's like, oh. He's like, oh. How is she? He's like, 
I have a boner. Yeah. And then she makes out with him. She's like, when's the, she's like, so since you're a robot, are you equipped? He's like, I am fully capacitated to do all the things. She's like, how long's it been? He's like, possibly eight years. And he's, and then she kissed him. He's like, oh. I like how he's like, I always like his, like his attitude anyways. Cause it's like, would you like me to suck your cock? He's like, and she's freaky as fuck. Yeah. That, uh, but she kind of turned me on. Is that it, weird? Yeah, no. Uh, she turned she me had on. those fucking things. She looked like Bane. I'm not kidding. Like, uh, uh, like uh, BDSM's fantasy was satisfied in yeah. that movie. I, was like, oh. I know. It was strange. What's her name? Alice Creek? Is that, uh, I don't remember. It's something like yeah, that. Right. But she's fuck. But she's she's the witch in, Hans, in the new Hansel and Gretel movie. Oh, is she really? Oh, that's fucking crazy. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And you know what? I also couldn't help but think when I was watching that, the bearded dude. I can't you remember turned his name. on by him too, right? Oh, definitely. No, but dude, the fact that they casted um, Jonathan Frakes. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, the uh, with the new ones, they casted. Damn it! I'm a doctor, not a pool man. Uh, Judge Dredd, Carl, Carl Urban, Urban yeah. to play that guy. Fucking amazing casting. Oh, you don't? Yeah. Well, I thought you were talking. About, I, I thought. In the movie, though, are you talking about Jonathan Frakes? I don't know their names. Riker. I don't know. The first mate. I've been drinking. The guy with the beard? Yes! Like, the Picard's, like, yeah. custom guy? Yeah, yeah. Riker. Yeah. You fucking, yeah. That's the, is that the guy that they cast as Carl Orban? No. Oh. Is no. that him? No. Uh, he looks like Carl Orban. No, dude, you're talking about, But he looks like Carl Orban. Your back's like Toast Series. <laughs> no. I don't know. No, no, no. no the, well, you're talking about the original trilogy, Bones. Dr. McCoy. Oh, uh, Bones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's cool. the original trilogy. Yeah. Well, still. Jonathan Frakes, you don't know. No, I'm sorry I played sports as a child. I, I don't know. I, don't, I, I thought that was the same you, guy. Would you say play sports? Are you talking about tummy sticks? Yeah. Your friend? <laughs> no, no I, I'm talking about, uh, did you know that Jonathan Frakes, though? <laughs> get the closet. Get the closet. Riker was, uh, you remember, <laughs> you remember uh, Beyond Belief Factor Fiction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the host. Uh, okay. Well, that, that guy was badass. Yeah, he was man. awesome. But I like uh, Star Trek. He reminds me of a dad that I want. That was the movie that my dad would drag me to to watch the Star Trek movie. And I was like, this shit's gonna suck. But when the Borgs came out, I was like, this shit's kind of fucking dope. And that's when I first like actually kind of got into Star, Wars, Star Trek yeah. and started buying the toys and shit. It's good. That's a badass. Movie. My favorite thing about Star Trek though is the fact when they would dress down, like when when Captain Picard would go out on the town instead of having his full on regret, he would have like a like a cool vest and like a V neck, but he would still have the exact yeah, same but, color scheme. It, it was always so everything was so tight. It's like he was still <laughs> holding back like lactating tits. But it was like his golf clothes. I know, but it was it was still so tight. Like he's like. <laughs> I like like uh, he's like uh, he's like this. He'd be like, "So are we going golfing?" Uh, but every time I see it, I'd be like, "Oh, like Picard's going like all Mel Gibson and shit. Like he's like loose. Like he's got the vest and shit. He looked good." Yeah. Uh, but the only other thing I watched was uh, uh, me and Katie on the podcast that we're doing. Where we watched Election. You remember that with Matthew Broderick and uh, Reese Witherspoon? Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, it's been forever. Though. Fucking weird as shit, dude. Like it's like weirdly sexual. Know, is it like the is it the school thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. She's that. running for class president. Yeah. He's her teacher, but she's fucking the guy. I'll never forget, dude, when when they close in on the teacher's face and like it's got his big bushy eyebrows and he's right in the camera. He's like, her pussy gets so wet, and I'm like, oh god, it's so fucking weird. And they had the dude from American Pie in there too, Chris Klein. Oh yeah, and he was such a nice guy. That movie's underrated as fuck too. But my favorite thing about the end of that movie at the very end, Chris is, Klein looks like the kind of guy that would pay money to smell a prostitute's butt. He does. He looks like the kind of guy that would buy like, bath you know, like, water if, on if, eBay. She, he's like, I just want you to bend over. I just want to smell your butt. But the end, like, I don't, I don't care if you wipe. I just want to smell it. Like he looks like that guy. Yeah, he does. Like he's kind of good looking, but you know, like he does a dirty thing. I just love the end of it though. The very end of the movie where everything, like you think it's calmed down and it's all cool or whatever and she's she's like a, a politician or whatever and she's getting in her car in the limo or whatever he's like it was fine i was good and he's like you know doing what she's doing and he's like who the fuck 
does she think she is? And then he throws a Slurpee at her car and like takes off running, and that's the end of the movie. When the fuck did we get ice cream? When the fuck did we get ice cream? Yeah. Election's an underrated ass movie, but I'll put the commentary up for that soon. But yeah, that's the fucking show, motherfucker. That's it. That's it, guys. Surrounded by love and VHS tapes. Episode 5 and sacrilegious as it gets, we're ready to bring you the pain. It's like, you know what? At this point, it's getting to be like opening up a Hellraiser box. Mm -hmm. You're going to be cursed, and you're going to have a bad time, and you know what? We're going to get exquisite pleasure off watching that happen. Yeah. That was a good time. Man, yeah. that was good. Was yeah, I, I, had a, I had a good time. I had a good and time. And that's a great fucking game. By the way, my man, I think you've got a good idea here. To create like a VHS like free for all kind of like a like a like a board game or something. I don't know. Fun as fuck. Uh, yeah, like throw it in a pile and then wrap it up in newspaper and then guess the. We probably fucked that up. I don't know. You didn't say it. The I think we did it right this time. I think this time we did it right. Well, no, but in the last time he had like little clues. Yeah, last time we were confused. And he circled some clues this time, but I think we were too excited. Yeah, but either way, like in the bedroom. It was great, man. I just all, want to get to all it. the times. Yeah, all the times that we've done this, uh, it never gets old. We always get excited each time we do it, and the reason why is because we are fucking thankful as fuck yeah. for you guys, and uh, can't get enough of you. And we're gonna marry you. Yes, we're and gonna marry you. Not just that, but dude, if we keep up on this rate, like Wham Video is actually gonna turn into its own video VHS rental store. Like, eventually we're gonna get a big fucking collection back here and just have it all the HS. Well, no, I mean, it would be a wham. Would it be a blockbuster or would it be more like in the Sasquatch? He was like, you could borrow, you could borrow the video. Like, it's a, he's like, okay, well, if you want to go out the girl and not watch the crow with me, I fucking love it. Good times, nostalgia, good feels. We love your fucking faces forever and always. And, uh, if you're new to the channel, click that subscribe button to get some goddamn wild ready. I went blind. You fancy me lobster, don't you? <laughs> <laughs>